Hi folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Out for a little jog and thought it might be as good a time as any to record a podcast. So, we'll see. have one puppy dog along for the run, and that's about it. I think nothing much going on with the garden. Well, there's a lot going on, but nothing super exciting yet. I did see that the temperature was going to dip a little bit, theoretically. And maybe, just maybe, fall was somewhere around the corner. We'll see. All right, we're get going. We're going to try and finish up this last part of this little paper on the military talking about the values of the left that have kind of seeped in not kind of that have flooded in really over the past 50 years or so uh, but it's certainly accelerated lately and this is a paper again by a man named Thomas Sphere, he was a retired lieutenant general, spent about 35, six years in the Army. And if you weren't here yesterday, we kind of just started talking about some of the things recently as far as the push for LGBTQ and the just some of the different changes that have been made probably in the last 10 years. So we'll just kind of keep going. Physical fitness has always been one of the major traits in the military. Um, But it really has been watered down for a long time, folks. And this is kind of where it all goes back to, is pretending that men and women were the same. And those standards, those physical standards, they've been different for a long time, for decades and decades. And no matter how much that irritates somebody to talk about, all you have to do is look it up online. And the female standards for decades have always been lower than the male. And yet, and this is kind of, this is not kind of, this is one of the problems we have in education. Even though the standards are lower, the women and men are entered into the military at the same rank and same pay. And I talked about yesterday that the psychological differences are by far the much more destructive to good order and discipline. But the physical ones are, are, it's one that you can see right in front of your face. The standards are different, and yet we pretend that they're the same. And this is across all MOSs. MOS stands for Military Occupation Specialty, I think, if I remember correctly. Anyway, it basically means what job you do in the military. And it doesn't matter whether it's logistics or admin, supply, comm, infantry, artillery, air. The military is supposed to be, you're supposed to be a fighter. That's your job. Regardless of anything else, your job at the end of the day is to be a fighter. To, in the Marine Corps, we talked about always to win the nation's wars. Well, if you set double standards, you're already undermining that mission. 
And even more so when you pretend that men and women are the same, you undermine that mission. I was going to talk about this later, folks. But it's a good point. As good a time as any. Why have we done that? Well, because we've rejected God. God created men and women differently to fill different roles. We have different strengths and weaknesses. We complement each other. That's why the union of a husband and wife represents Christ in the church. Right? Because that in that marriage, we bring together that oneness, the different strengths, the different weaknesses. That helps bind us together because we need each other. And we've forgotten that today, too. But that's a whole other podcast talking about marriage. But so when we rejected this and we started to pretend that men and women are the same, it was inevitable that we would really start to to try and act like they were. And so over the last few years, and this is uh, from this article, fitness standards have been progressively watered down in pursuit of the woke goal of, quote, leveling the playing field, end quote. The Army, for instance, one among many folks, recently lowered its minimum passing standards for push-ups to an unimpressive total of 10 and increased its minimum two-mile runtime from 19 to 23 minutes. The new Space Force is considering doing away with periodic fitness testing altogether. (laughs) Folks, the military is not a business corporation. It is not supposed to be anything besides, first and foremost, a warfighting organization. And it is possible, it is absolutely impossible to be a warfighting organization when you have little to no fitness standards. There's, this is, this part is just kind of, I'm not even going to read the quotes. He talks about it for a pretty lengthy paragraph, but. You know, there's this push now, instead of to say corpsman, you just say medical personnel or instead of, hey, guys, you know, or when you're talking to a group men, you know, now you've got to say, hey, everybody or hey, guys or whatever, whatever it is. You know, you can't use anything gender specific. And, and folks, this all this is just a logical response in your own lives, in your own professions. You know that men and women, when they're put together, it changes the dynamic. It doesn't matter whether you're a doctor in the ER. I've talked to some of those. It doesn't matter whether you're a teacher. It doesn't matter whether you're a lawyer. It doesn't matter what it is, folks. When you, when you put men and women together, it changes. It adds an extra dynamic, an extra tension. And, and that's, you know, you, you can deal with that in some settings. You can deal with that in a civilian world where lives aren't on the line. But to pretend that that's not adversely affecting unit accomplishment, good order and discipline, that's foolish on our part. And it's dangerous and it costs men and women their lives without doubt. Much of the emphasis of wokeness today is on promoting the idea that America is fatally flawed by systemic racism and white privilege. Our fighting men and women are required to sit through indoctrination programs, often with roots in the Marxist tenets of critical race theory, either by Pentagon diktat or through carelessness by senior leaders. 
These indoctrination programs differentiate service members along racial and gender lines, which run completely counter to the military imperative to build cohesiveness based on common loyalties, training, and standards. They promote discrimination by replacing the American ideal of equality with the progressive ideal of equity, which in practice means unequal treatment based on group identity. You know, the Marine Corps, when I went through, they had a, a line that there, there weren't any different colored Marines, uh, you know, wasn't black or brown or white. There were, we were all green. <laughs> Jokingly, sometimes they would say, you know, there's dark green and light green, but we're all green. Uh, the Marine Corps absolutely hammered in. Uh, for me personally, it just reinforced my parents what they had done. Uh, for some people, I'm sure it was completely different to the way they were raised, but the Marine Corps absolutely demanded. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what your the ancestry of your family is, where your parents or grandparents came from. Uh, the only thing that mattered was merit. Could you do your job? Did you do it well? And that was it. And that made the unit very cohesive because then, then the only thing that mattered in your job was do you do the job or do you not? And that's, that's no longer the case, folks. Across military, across police and firefighters, now it matters. Are you male? Are you female? Are you homosexual? Are you transgender? Are you heterosexual? Are you black? Are you brown? Are you Mexican or Asian or European or whatever else? All of that divides the military and makes it weaker. And you see this in the military academies. Uh, there's a quote here. U.S. Military Academy at West Point, one of the training slides in order to understand racial inequality and slavery, it is first necessary to address whiteness. What is, <laughs> so now we're telling our men and women in the military that we're not, we're not even talking about fighting. We're talking about understanding racial inequality and slavery. And the ironic thing here, folks, is the people that are inputting racial inequality are the people that claim to be doing the opposite. The left says, well, we're the most unracist, unbigoted people, and yet what do they make every single thing about? What are these slides about? What are they putting in the military? Differences based on gender? Well, if you're, if you're female, we're going to lower the standards here. And then we've gotten to the point where they're pretending, well, we're just going to lower all the standards and make them all the same, which is great in theory if we weren't destroying the standards. And then we're going to say, well... We're not racist, but we need to talk about how, what a problem it is that you're white. And we need some diversity. So it doesn't really matter whether you can do your job or not, but you're Mexican. So we're going to give you the job or you're African-American. Yeah, they use those hyphens that we've talked about here before. There's absolutely no excuse for hyphenation in America, period. Teddy Roosevelt talked about that. None, especially in the military. Some of the PowerPoint presentations at West Point, and this is just a sampling, folks. It's going on at the other military academies. Materials 
congressmen have attained from West Point showing lectures titled Understanding Whiteness and White Rage, classroom slides labeled White Power at West Point. When challenged about this, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Miley, became defensive. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white. He said, I've read Mao Zedong, I've read Karl Marx, I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. This isn't reading those folks. This isn't studying those. And when you're studying those, you know, when we studied those in the past, the point was to understand our enemy. So if, if you're going to go that route, then what he's saying is that if you're white, you're the enemy. Because when we studied Marx and Mao and Lenin, communism and socialism, Historically, we understood that those people were the enemy. Last year, Secretary Austin alarmingly called for a one-day military-wide stand-down to address the so-called problem of extremism in the ranks, despite the fact that there had been no evidence presented, including in testimony by senior officials, that there is a problem of extremism in the military. Commanding officers were required to discuss the topic using a PowerPoint presentation that included TED Talks asking the question, what is up with us white people? Since 2008, Air Force has created at least eight barrier analysis working groups to create an inclusive culture regardless of race, ethnicity, sex, orientation, religion, or disabilities. These groups include the, I mean, it just keeps going on, LGBTQ, um, Indigenous Nations Equality Team. Folks, there's so many different acronyms here that that this author is talking about, and so much is just mind-boggling. The point is that the left is absolutely dismantling the first two. We talked about this in the previous podcast. The goals of the military are one, mission accomplishment, two, troop welfare, in that order, always. And, and all of this stuff, all of these core principles of the left violate those two tenets, every single one. It makes the military weaker and less strong. Wokeness also comes in the form of conflating the mission of the military with environmental ideology. A year ago, President Biden told a group of overseas Air Force airmen that the Joint Chiefs of Staff had determined that the greatest threat facing America was global warming. The Pentagon recently announced it will devote over $3 billion of its already stretched thin military budget to climate-related initiatives in 2023 alone. So while China's building up, North Korea's testing, Russia's attacking, and Iran, they might be silent folks, but I guarantee you they're doing something with Muslim terrorism. All of that we're focused on inclusiveness, which is a total misnomer, folks. It's not inclusive. It's divisive. We're focused on how do we better include LGBTQ relationships, which are a mental disorder to begin with. And we're not until recently allowed in the military because we knew that they were a mental disorder and that made those individuals more dangerous to the unit as a whole. We focus on bringing more women in, even though Studies have conclusively shown that co-ed units function at a lower level than all male units. That's what we're focused on. We're literally, we're focused on making our military weaker 
while our enemies are making theirs stronger. And, you know, this, this author was talking about President Biden just then, folks, that's not it. The problem is not these leaders. I mean, yes, they're a problem. Don't misunderstand me. But the problem is for decades and decades, we have had fellow citizens that vote for those people, support those people, give them their money, time and effort. You know, the divide in the Revolutionary War, if it was just the leaders that went that way, you know, if all the colonists universally had said, nope, we want independence, it would have been a real short war. But that wasn't the case. Our founders started off with a, a huge minority of support. Some places I've read 20% at the most. Civil War. If, if all of the citizens of the South had stood up and said, you know what? We can't abide slavery anymore. That would have been a real short war. The problem is us, the people folks, supporting evil. Yeah, the leaders are a problem. There's no doubt. And, and we can have that conversation. But I think nationally, we get that conversation constantly. What we don't talk about, because it's so dang uncomfortable, is it's our neighbors, our family and our friends that we go out and we hang out and we have a barbecue with and we cook with and we sit on the porch and we pretend like everything's great. and We sing Kumbaya. And, oh, look at the kids playing and the grandkids playing. And yeah, you see that football game. That was a great football game. Did you see that tennis match over here? Well, what are you doing? Oh, that's a good book. Let me talk to me about that book. And, and we pretend that everything's great, when in reality, we are absolutely divided on these core issues. And what happens, what's happened since 1947 onward, at least since then, is that we have continually moved farther and farther to the left. And we see this now. You look, going back to this report, recent reports show the military's dismal failure to gain new recruits in adequate numbers. And is anyone surprised that potential recruits don't want to spend their time being lectured about white privilege? And so they're, they're losing. We're spending billions on these woke programs while the Chinese are outpacing us on hypersonic weapons, quantum computing, and other important military technologies. And then we're losing recruits. How long until we get to a forced draft? And does that not sound like communism, socialism? Because we're not talking about a draft like in Vietnam where we were fighting socialism and communism. We're talking about a draft now where we're actually promoting Marxism. All of this detracts from the purpose of our military, preserving the security and freedom of the American people and nation. Last month, a couple more points, folks, and then I'll let you go. Last month, Ramstein Air Base in Germany scheduled a drag queen story hour at its base, where drag queen Stacy Teed was scheduled to read to children. The event got canceled, folks, but the fact that it got started at all tells the tale. The American military remains a faithful and loyal servant of the Republic. I'm not sure I agree with the author there on that statement. Uh, in fact, I don't. I don't think. I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Y'all think about it yourselves and let me know. Most Americans are still proud and trusting of our military, but this trust and support cannot be taken for granted. If Americans perceive that the military is being exploited for political purposes or being used for experiments in woke social policies, the support will evaporate and the consequences will be dire. 
Folks, our military is already being exploited for political purposes and used for social policy experimentation. And it has been for a long time. And here's the thing, and we're going to talk about this some more. We do every once in a while. These are part of the core values of the left. And in the military, I'm talking specifically about the military now, folks. All this stuff we're seeing today goes back 50-plus years to when we started to pretend that men and women are the same. Feminism. Because if you can pretend men and women are the same, then you can pretend almost anything. We've been weakening our military for decades. What we're seeing now, it's like, and I'm not a doctor, folks, here. Obviously, y'all know that. (laughs) And some of y'all are, and you may cringe at this analogy, so forgive me, please. Uh, But it's it's like a cancer patient that has this cancer. but you don't really see any outward symptoms for a long time. You know, they seem pretty healthy, or maybe AIDS would have been a better disease to pick. But at some point, the body gets so sick that you can't avoid those. You you see those consequences. You see the disease ravaging the body from the inside. Now you see it on the outside. And so all this stuff that seems to be happening and, and so many people are like, oh my gosh, what is this happening? Where's this, where's this coming from? It's been coming for a while, folks. It's been there. We've been pretending that men and women are the same for decades. We've been lowering standards for a long time. And it's just now that it's so blatantly in front of your face. You see the push for uh, racism and bigotry. You see the push for LGBTQ. Uh, you see the environmental, the the climate change push. You see this inclusiveness, diversity, all of this stuff, folks. Those core values of the left. Abortion, socialism, communism, illegal immigration, critical race theory, identity politics, LGBTQ, all of these things. And it's destroying our military. It's making us weak and vulnerable, folks. So I, I just, that fell into my lap this week. I really hadn't intended to do this podcast. I apologize. This one just stretched a little long just now. Uh, but it's it's a hugely important topic. And it's, it's relative to a lot of un- other institutions, folks. But we are destroying our military right now. Make no mistake about it. Wherever you live in the country, it doesn't matter whether you're in the middle of the country or the edges of the country you're becoming more and more in danger because our military is getting weaker and weaker. And it's because we have rejected God and we have embraced the evil values of the left. That's it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. Thank you for giving me some time today. Sure do appreciate it. Look forward to these talks and walks. My lab is about to lose her mind that we're not jogging anymore. So even as slow as I jog, we'll talk to y'all soon. God bless America. Again, God bless you all and your families.